What up, Wizards fans? Welcome to the latest episode of the Off the Bench Podcast, presented by the Alibaba Group. I'm Chris Miller of NBC Sports Washington, as we're celebrating 25 years of Wizards basketball. Today, we have a very special guest. We're chopping it up with the hammer, the machine, Marching Gortat, who spent five years here in D.C. and had some really good memories in that Wizards uniform. Recently, March has been kind of a surprise special assistant coach here in camp last couple of weeks, really working with the bigs on, obviously, setting screens and really just offering up a lot of his basketball knowledge over the years. March and I sat down and talked about the good old days on this episode of the Off the Bench podcast. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the alumni edition of the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alley Bogger Group. Chris Miller here, and I didn't have to do any prep for this guest that we're about to have because it's an easy subject matter. <laughs> it's the machine, the hammer, Marching Gortat, who, if you notice, is in his Wizards practice gear. Now, we're not here to break any news. March <laughs> is not coming out of retirement. retirement. Not yet. are you? Well, not, I'm not coming back on a court to play. <laughs> After two weeks, we'll see maybe, uh, we'll see where we're at. Um, right now, I'm helping out a little bit as a player development coach. I feel comfortable doing it. I've, I have a lot of fun doing it, and it's definitely a blessing for me. It's just great to see you. Like, one of my favorite Wizards because of, as you and I have always talked about over the years, your candor, uh, your your humor, uh, the way you played, and the fans just loved how you just went after it. So life after playing, how long did it take for you to get the itch to come back and now in a role of kind of player development? How long did it take for you to kind of get back to the game? Well, the first situation happened um, a couple months ago when the Wizards actually came to Orlando mm -hmm. and they played the Magic. Uh, I had a chance to speak to Coach Wes and uh, Tommy Shepard, our GM, and they both mentioned that, listen, uh, if you ever want to swing by to the facility uh, and drop some knowledge on our, our bigs, they will be great. You'll be definitely uh, welcome. You just let us know if you want to do it. And that was the time when something clicked in my head and a couple months later, I said, like, okay, you know, that, that might be actually an interesting thing. Uh, I don't want to jump on a deep water where I'm going to commit into a full year or, you know, a couple years. Let me do first two weeks. Let me see how my body feels. Uh, let me see how my family is going to react. And I call, I made a phone call to Tommy. Uh, my agent spoke also to Tommy Shepard. Uh, we, we arranged the whole thing, and I'm glad I'm here. Uh, it's been now a couple days, three, four days. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, I'm, I'm really sore. <laughs> but it's unbelievable to be around the guys that I, I went into a bottle. I had bread, many physios, guys around the team, staff members, media members, seeing these people around me. Uh, I feel like it's a, it's a part of my history, part of my career. Uh, part of my family and it definitely feels great to be here and like I said after two weeks uh, We'll see how everything's gonna uh, Work out, you know, I understand the coaches have their own routine with players right. uh, I got to kind of fit in between you know 
coaches and players. I gotta kind of find my own place, uh, my happy places, happy spots. I wanna see how my body's gonna feel. At the same time, I wanna talk to my family. I'm not a single man anymore, yeah. I'm a married man. So it's not only about me, it's also about me, my wife, and my family. So uh, after two weeks, we'll decide what we're gonna do. So a quick story, Wizards fans. The other day, I'm walking in to the facility. I happen to look out on the practice court, and I see this guy in this gear. With the wristband with on. With the wristbands on. And standing next to him was Bradley Beal, and I literally had a flashback. I was like, is this... Is this 2016? And then I was like, well, where's John? Where's Otto? Where's Scott Brooks? Where's like all Where's these Kelly? It was so weird to see you, especially like the, you even had on the shoes you used to wear right. when you were I, playing. I, I, so when you came back out here and just started working with the bigs, was there ever like that flashback moment of you seeing Brad out there thinking like, man, it just seems like the other day we were competing in the playoffs against Boston, we're a quarter I, away from the conference finals. Right, <laughs> one injury away from a lot of things. Yeah. Well, what, what I've seen is Brett needs more time to get going. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, that's a, an honest scouting report, that's right? A scout, that's a that, that's uh, uh, that's an observation point where I see the, the Brad needs a little bit more for warm-up, and then uh, then he's turning on, and, and he's obviously he's, he's hot. But... You know what, watching them go five on five, do the scrimmage, do the drills, I'm like, listen, I, I would like to get some action right now. Let me, let me hop in for two, three possessions. Let me get a couple screens for, for bread. And we're going to show these kids how to do it, you know? But uh, obviously, it's impossible to do. I can't I can go on a court. Uh, so me and Brad, we stay after practice yesterday. We were able to speak to uh, Daniel, uh, try to explain him a little bit uh, what, we, what he's supposed to do on the screens how he's supposed to set it, the timing, the angle, the physicality he's supposed to have. And hopefully, you know, it's not only about one practice, one day or a week. It takes time. It's a, it, 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 it's a process. Uh, you know, we're not talking about process a couple of years, but it's going to be a process of a couple of weeks, months. And hopefully he will become a better screener, better player. You know, I always told you this when you were here. I thought you were probably the greatest screen setter ever in the league just because of what you and John were able to accomplish, and you and Brad also. But I'm curious to know the way that you teach setting screens. Did you ever think you would be a teacher, like teaching that? Because it's one thing to do it. You did it, you know, for so many years at a high level. But communicating that to this new age of NBA player. Did you ever think that you would do that? And what was kind of Daniel's reception to the teaching? Well, obviously, Daniel, you know, hearing, it's easier hearing than, than, than doing it, actually. It's harder, obviously. But um, first, before I'm going to say that I invent those screens, I got to give a props to Stan Van Gundy, uh, who taught me how to set the right screen, how to create the right angle to set a screen and to all my strength conditioning coaches about you know doing all the push-ups you know bench pressing and stuff like that to to make me more physical guy and then during the game I kind of try to figure it out what I should do to be more effective to help John and and Bradley and it only came purely from my basketball IQ uh, 
and you know I've seen defense they play they cover us in a different ways and I try to be more effective I know that with time when I start becoming an older person or the player I didn't have the same ability to go up jump and move so I try to be smarter and I try to use my experience and that's why I came up with those you know screens you know bigs they didn't anticipate that actually I'm going to screen them you know, in order for uh, for us to get a bucket, um, you know, I'm, I, I, we we were never worried about guards guarding uh, the guard who was guarding John or Brad. We knew that John and Brad could go by anybody in this league. It was about the second helper guy, which is the big, and it was up to me if I'm going to create space for John and Brad to go to the to the basket, and and that's why we kind of figured this out. Uh, after one second, third game, you know, I went to Brad and John. They they came to me, said, "Hey, dude, like, 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 you're doing some cool stuff. Like, let's talk about this." So we came up with a signal. I ain't gonna tell you the signal no, now. No, 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 it's all good. I mean, I can t I can show you. We were doing like this, <laughs> right. and you know, we had the signal, and basically, uh, they already knew what, what's coming. Mm -hmm. They already knew what's coming, and and then at the same time, you gotta read the defense. Uh, for me, as a big. I had to read the defense, see carefully what kind of coverages they have. And if they were doing coverages that are good for us, then we were able to do the move. Uh, so it was about us to being, you know, focused, lock in on everything we do. I thought you and Nene really changed the culture here. I think when you and Nene came here is when we started to ascend and where John and Brad had some veterans around them, Trevor Ariza, I think of Andre Miller, Al Harrington, the list goes on and on, our, our good friend Drewski. Drewski, um, right. But I really thought you and Nene really kind of set the table and the foundation for this team to go this way. What did you think when you first got to town and then being paired with Nene and the ability of, for you guys, that first series against Chicago, you smacked them, beat them in five. Should have been four if Nene didn't get suspended. Right. And then you guys took the Pacers. At that time, I think they were number one in the East, took them to six games. But talk to me about the foundation that you thought you and Nene set. Well, one thing you can feel good with playing with Nene is that if you're not going to get that rebound, probably he will. Mm -hmm. uh, two, make sure you always got your hands ready because Nene is going to pass you the ball. Uh, we all know how skilled he was. I mean, he was incredible, uh, skilled player, super crafty, aggressive player. He could post up. He could also shoot jumpers. Uh, you know, there was a there was a time where we go, we were kind of, you know, hitting each other because he had the post up. I had a post up too. You know, it's kind of not enough space space for both of us. But uh, playing with Nene was fun. Playing with Nene was fun. We could switch. I was not afraid that if I'm going to switch my guy, Nene is also a very good defender. He can cover up. If Nene had a foul trouble, I said, Nene, hey, don't worry about it. Hey, let's switch the, you know, switch the bigs. Let me get him now. You know, I got a couple fouls. Let me, let, let me hit him a couple of times, wear him out, and then you're going to switch back. So being with Nene on the court was fantastic. What, what was it like wearing a Wizards uniform? You, you had played in Orlando. You got to the finals. You played in Phoenix. But tell me about the five years you were here, because now you're being embraced by this organization as an alumnus, someone that played here, that has sweat equity into this organization. What's it like when you put a Wizards basketball jersey on? Well, you, obviously you're feeling like you're representing a, a family. That's one. Two, you're representing a team that you're battling every night in a game to create a result for this team, for this organization. 
the owner rewards you with a nice fat contract. He secured my living for me, my family, and probably for another three generations of my family. And you feel obligated and you feel responsible for making this organization better. When I was traded from here, obviously the feelings were kind of weird, mad, sad, mixed feeling obviously, but then two years later, three years later, you go into your locker at home, you're about to do a lift or you're about to go play basketball and you're pulling all the t-shirts you have from your, you know, from entire career you have. You have Magic, you have Wizards, you have Phoenix, you have Clippers. Like, which one are you gonna wear? Mm -hmm. I mean, I love Orlando too, because I live there on a daily basis, but the Wizards is my family. So, I, 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 I pulled the Wizards jersey t-shirt, <laughs> I said, I'm putting this one on and, and let me practice, you know. Obviously with time, I had to make a phone call to equipment manager and say, listen, I need, I need new stuff. I need a new stuff and, Playing for the Washington uh, made me part of this family, part of history in this team and, uh, and this organization. And uh, you got to do whatever it takes to, to make this organization better. It wasn't just what you were doing on the court. Um, I, mean, I told you when you were here, Polish Heritage Night was a really big deal for you. Um, and it became a big deal for us in our community to kind of learn your heritage, where you came right. from. And Really, it was like a really cool night every night that we did it. And I remember before you came here, you were supposed to have Polish Heritage Night in Phoenix, got traded, came here, and one right. of the first things you told me was, I'm bringing this to D.C. Right. You took us to the embassy. So it wasn't just marching Gortat, the basketball player. You were teaching our community about your culture and being able to embrace, like, your heritage. So that's things. You took Otto over. I remember you took Otto and Dave coaches, Atkins. Dave to Atkins, right, right. Over to Poland to your basketball camps right. and stuff like that. So... How important was it for you not only to show people who Marcin Gortat, the basketball player, is, but really teach us your, your heritage and where you came from? Obviously, I felt obligated and I feel responsible for, you know, I feel responsible to kind of be an ambassador of my country here, uh, you know, to, to show the people who we are. And at the end of the day, we are allies. So at this time right now, we definitely need that, that, that the ally. And the best thing also was that just because I came and I said, hey, I would like to do the Polish Heritage Night, uh, Washington Wizards supported me above, completely above my imagination. I mean, not only doing extra t-shirts, creating extra places and tickets and, and making the gym available for all the fans. Uh, they sacrificed, sacrificed their, their time. They told all the players and teammates, you know, you got to go to the Polish fans. You could tell the coaches, go say hello. Uh, they gave me a lot of equipment, you know, to send back to Poland for, the, for my camps, for the kids. It's, that's, that, that's what makes you feel like it's your family, right. you know? That makes that connection create, I mean, this, all those things create a bond between you and your organization, between the owners. And, and like I said, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, I've been in four different teams. Uh, only two of them were uh, as helpful as we speak, uh, uh, you know, all these things right now. I don't want to say who wasn't. Yeah, uh, it's not a time for that. But uh, Washington was the, the team that gave me everything. I'm talking about literally everything. And 
What I mean everything, I'm talking about playing time, green light for shooting, <laughs> and green light for shooting, uh, many, many uh, good, uh, great games, bottles, and they gave me everything for my kids, gave everything to my fans, to my country, and, and I love it. One last thing, we'll get you out of here, is this current Wizards team. You've been here for a couple of days now to see this team. Give me your forecast. What does this team look like moving forward in a very difficult Eastern Conference? Uh, listen, all, it's all about if you're going to stay healthy. All about, it's, it's about, you know, players staying healthy, players being committed to do what they, what they have to do. If they're going to hustle, if they're going to have effort on the court, every possession, every game, every quarter, uh, then we can, we can talk about success. Are we contender team? Probably not. We, are we playoff team? Yes, we are. Uh, all, everything starts with the leaders. We need, we need Brad to be, obviously, probably 30, 30 points guy. Uh, we, I would love to see Kristaps uh, being Kristaps from New York. You know, first years in the league. I want him to be dominant big, one of the best bigs in the league, right next to Jokic and, and Embiid. Uh, and if they're going to bring what we need them to bring, I'm quite sure a lot of other guys will uh, contribute. You know, Kuz is obviously still learning. He's still going, uh, growing as a player. Uh, DG, I hope Daniel's going to have a big impact this year on the team. There's a lot of younger guys that can contribute. I think we are uh, definitely a playoff team, but let's, let's see how the first game is going to end. I have to say this because each era, you know, when you've been here as long as I have now, you, you just know a lot of players. So my marching Gortat on this year's team is Denny Abdia. I feel like if you two were on the same team together, first of all, YouTube would blow up. Twitter would blow up. Right. You two would shit. <laughs> have you had a chance to talk to Denny? Does he, does he remind times. you of Million a youthful times. march with his youthful exuberance? Right. Listen. Uh, let me tell you let me tell you what I went through in my life. <laughs> I went through I had a chance to play with a king of Turkey, Hito Turkoglu in Orlando. Uh -huh. I had a chance to play with a king of Slovenia, Goran Dragic <laughs> in Phoenix Suns. Uh, I used to play with uh, Tomas Satoransky, king of Czech. Uh -huh. I played with Nene, who was a who is a King, king of, of kings, yeah. king of kings in Brazil, yeah. and now I'm talking to a uh, king of Tel Aviv, Israel. Uh, He's special. Yeah. He's special. Uh, he's a young guy. He's definitely, uh, he definitely has potential. Well, if I be here in the team, he will definitely make some noise. <laughs> but first, I want him to make some noise on the court. He, got a, he has a great opportunity. Uh, coaching staff, management believes in him. Uh, don't take this for granted. You got to use this. You got to take this to your advantage and use this. Use this opportunity. It is always my honor and privilege to talk to the machine, always. man. Always. The best looking, the best, the best, best dressed, dressed center in the team, in the, in the league, <laughs> yes. and the best dressed. <laughs> yes, sir. Right? He always said it. He always right. said it. We both the best dressed. Thank All you, right, my guys. brother. Appreciate you. Thank you.